0: We turn in the scripture this morning to the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel, and chapter 5. 2 Samuel and chapter 5. 2 Samuel 5. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron, and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, Thou wast he that led ledest out and broughtest in Israel, and the Lord said to thee, thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign and he reigned forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty and three years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking that David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. And the same is the city of David. David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter and smiteth the Jebusites, and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. David built round about from Millo and inward. and David went on, and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David an house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. And David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem, after he was come from Hebron. And there were yet sons and daughters born to David. and These be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem Shammua, Shobab, and Nathan, and Solomon, Ibhar also, and Elishur, and Nepheg, and Japhia, and Elishama, and Eliada, and Eliphelet. But when the Philistines heard that he had, they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me. As the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place. Baal Beratzim. And there they left their images. And David and his men. Burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again. And spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord. And, and when David inquired of the Lord. He said. Thou shalt not go up. But fetch a compass behind them. And come, up, come upon them over against the mulberry trees and let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees then that then thou shalt bestir thyself for then shall the lord go out before thee to smite the hosts of the philistines and david did so as the lord had commanded him and smote the philistines from geba until thou come to gaza amen we thank the lord for this reading of his word i trust that he again will bless it to our understanding let's unite our hearts again in prayer father we come before thee we ask that thou was direct our thoughts this day and lord that we might receive a blessing as we consider uh, these this episode in the life of david and of the lord jesus christ also that we might exalt him that he might be our confidence in this day lord that we might know that the victory belongeth unto him remember Lord, the days of david when he was being persecuted by Saul. Lord, how the people came out to walk with him and they dwelt with him. And Lord, we thank thee that we are found dwelling with the Lord Jesus Christ in these days when the world would shun thee and cast thee away. Lord, we pray that we might see also that great and glorious day when our Saviour shall come and shall reign in the sight of all men. And Lord, we pray that thou wouldst bless thy people as we stand with thee. And as we continue to preach thy word, Lord bless us, we ask thee, continue with us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Now I want to think about the, this chapter. There's uh, quite a lot actually in this chapter. I want to get into it. And I uh, just want to consider this morning the first three verses of the chapter uh, where we read this. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou wast he that ledest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron. And king David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. So I want to consider with you this morning the investiture of David, David comes uh, to the throne of all Israel, not just of Judah. Uh, of course, his own tribe already had accepted him as ruler over them. But now he is set up as the ruler over all of Israel. And I want to consider that with you. Just before we get into that, though, if you turn just for a moment to uh, to First Chronicles and chapter 11, uh, we have the words of the chronicler there and he uh, takes up these thoughts and gives a slightly different shade to them. So First Chronicles in chapter 11. And verse 1. Then all Israel gathered themselves to David unto Hebron, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Moreover, in time past, even when Saul was king, Thou wast he that ledest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel. Thou shalt be ruler over my people Israel. Therefore came all the elders of Israel to the king, to Hebron. And David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord. They anointed David king over Israel according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. So. There is something added there, of course, in those words, and that is according to the word of the Lord by Samuel, which brings us to consider, first of all, the prophecy concerning David, David's investiture and Judah's sovereignty. So we have here a prophecy with not just the prophecy of Samuel, but the prophecy of scripture concerning David. And indeed, as we continue on through the ages, the prophecy concerning Jesus Christ himself, David's greatest son, as he is termed. So I want to consider this with you, first of all, with relation to David and then also with relation to Jesus Christ, because in our day, of course, uh, it is not uh, something which is necessarily beneficial to us to know what David did all of those uh, millennia ago or all those uh, centuries ago. But it is of great importance to consider the Lord Jesus Christ and what he is, who he is and what he will be. So I want to consider that in this uh, in this place. Remember that the Lord Jesus on the road to Emmaus began in that Moses and all the prophets and in all the scriptures uh, opened up to them the things concerning Himself. And I have no doubt that here also there is a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we consider the prophecy which is accepted, we see that these people uh, have accepted the prophecy. These are the elders. Of Israel, so all of Israel, not just uh, those of Judah uh, down to the south, but those who have come down from the north also. And they have come down, remember that uh, uh, Abner had sought to bring the, all of Israel to David, but Abner had been killed, and uh, Joab had slain him. And no doubt there was a, a fear in that the, now they wondered whether they were able to join themselves to David or not. But they come nevertheless. Abner is not the kingmaker after all, uh, and Abner has been set aside. Uh, There's always a significance to these things, of course, and uh, it is the Lord who had made these prophecies. And we could easily see how the prophecies are fulfilled by uh, the Lord using Abner. Uh, But it doesn't work that way. Abner is taken out of the picture, and yet the people still come because the Lord is sovereign and the Lord is over all. And all of the prophecies which he had made beforehand concerning David and concerning Christ would come to pass. So when we consider those prophecies, first of all, we might say from Genesis 49 and verse 10, these words which are written, the scepter, that is the the scepter of rule, the scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come." and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, which is of great uh, importance here, of course, because the previous king, the first king of Israel, had been from Benjamin, and yet God always had the purpose that David would be the king over Israel and that Judah would rule. Uh, These words were spoken, of course, in Genesis. They were spoken uh, by by. By um, Jacob uh, to his sons and as he speaks to them he tells them proph- prophesies to them that Jude- Judah is going to be the one who will rule over Israel so now these people are accepting those prophecies and indeed when we read here at the end of verse 2 thou shalt feed my people Israel thou shalt be a captain over Israel Although we, find, we don't find this uh, prophecy written beforehand, nevertheless, they had heard it. And it is very similar to uh, previous uh, words which had been spoken by Abner in chapter 3. We looked at these at the time when we were there in chapter 3. But just turning back a page to chapter 3 and verse 17. And Abner had communion, communication with the elders of Israel saying, Ye sought for David in time past to be king over you. Now then do it. For the Lord has spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines and out of the hand of all their enemies. And there is a connection here, which we will see in just a moment as well. So. and the people of Israel and remember uh, how that he says he sought for David in time past. God was already working in the hearts of the people of Israel to draw them to David and to raise David up as the sovereign over the nation under God. The prophecies of God are unbreakable. The Lord will do whatsoever he has set forth to do. We need to be encouraged by that. Uh, There are times when we are discouraged we look around and we see the condition of this nation in these days and we wonder what the lord uh, can possibly do to turn it once again or perhaps whether it is the last times and it will not be turned again but the lord will come and uh, he will wind all things up but we can see here that the people were being drawn toward david that abner was seeking to bring them to david Abner is taken out of the way, but they come. Nevertheless, the work of God within their hearts is drawing them to David. And it is when we consider the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God and the work of God within the hearts of men and women, which draws them to Christ. And we think sometimes of those who have preached the gospel by whom we have believed But Paul uses those very words, and he says, uh, who were Peter, or uh, who who is Apollos, or who is Paul, but them by whom ye believed. Of course, we are uh, instruments in the Lord's hands. But it is the Lord who saves. It is the Lord who draws. It is the Father who brings conviction. It is he who points men and women to Christ. And so, when we consider that they are accepting that, God has foretold these things and they are believing on the Lord Jesus. And the exaltation surely to us in these days is God has told us concerning Christ. That it is through Christ and through Christ alone that we have salvation. That there is salvation in no other. And we need to recognize in this world the word of God. The Apostle Paul went and he opened and alleged from the scriptures to the Jews that Jesus Christ was indeed the Messiah, that he was the Savior, that he was the one that the people needed. He didn't particularly appeal to their sensibilities, didn't particularly appeal to their emotions. He didn't preach in an emotional way. He preached in uh, an exegetical way from the Old Testament, proving, showing that Jesus Christ was the one who would deliver. And the Lord is the one who does the work within the heart. So here in Genesis, uh, Jacob is saying the scepter shall not depart from Judah. And the prophecy is coming about. And here is David, who is the Lord's choice. Of course, uh, Saul was the people's choice. We could argue that the Lord chose Saul and set him before the people. But the Lord chose Saul because that was what the people were looking for. The Lord chose Saul because the people sought a king who would be like the kings of the nations round about. And here was Saul who was head and shoulders taller than others. He was a strong man. And they, it was exactly what they were looking for. That they might have a king who might stand among kings. And that was as far as it went. But remember when God chose David, uh, he said to Samuel, look not on the outward appearance. And it's significant, those words. Look not on the outward appearance. Because the thing which is spoken about Saul was the outward appearance that he was uh, head and shoulders taller than everybody else. It was the outward appearance. That's what appealed to the people. Still is today, of course. It's the outward appearance that appeals to people. And people come uh, even into churches because of the outward appearance. But it is that which is on the heart which is the important thing. And people lose out. And they chose Saul. But the Lord chose David. And then we consider also a second prophecy, this time even by a false prophet, a prophet who sought to curse Israel, but the Lord came upon him and he was brought to bless Israel rather instead. So Balaam uses these words in Numbers 24 and verse 17. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth. Uh, The commentators Kiel and Dilich uh, uh, translate that word Sheth as being the the, uh, according um, as being the children of confusion. Uh, saying that it's a word which has been shortened from a a, a different word, the children of confusion. But here uh, we find that David does indeed smite Moab, uh, I think in the eighth chapter. And verse 2 it says, And he smote Moab and measured them with a line, casting them down to the ground. Even with two lines measured he to put to death, and with one full line to keep alive. And so the Moabites became David's servants and brought gifts These words uh, I would suggest to you are set in there for this very purpose to show that the prophecy which had gone before on Israel and upon him who would have the scepter was indeed fulfilled in David and it's written in that single verse. So again we see this prophecy the prophecy of the scepter which would come out of Jacob on this particular occasion and we find David Uh, fulfills all of those things which are spoken so we see these words then uh, that David had uh, been prophesied um, not by name but nevertheless uh, the things which he did uh, the works which he did the acts which he did all were fulfilled as according to the prophecy and again we see how the Lord Jesus Christ can be recognized from the things that he did and the Lord, of course, makes reference to those things. When we read through the Gospels, we find how that Jesus speaks of the, of the things that were prophesied in, in, in Isaiah, uh, for instance, and from Deuteronomy, and how he fulfilled them, how he speaks about himself as being the good shepherd, and Ezekiel speaks about the shepherd uh, as well, and so does, so does um, Isaiah about being the vine and Isaiah speaks about the vine also and the Lord being the true vine and so on. Over and over again, these references from the Old Testament, Jesus makes concerning himself because he is showing that that which has been prophesied concerning him was fulfilled. We go back to those prophecies once again. And if you turn back to Genesis chapter 49, uh, which is the uh, the words of Jacob to his sons, Genesis Forty-nine, and there we find the rest of the uh, the quote there concerning Judah. Genesis forty-nine, beginning at verse ten. The sceptre shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, uh, the pacifier, or We might even uh, perhaps use that word pacifier and make reference to the Prince of Peace, that that Christ came and brought peace, of the increase of his government and of peace, uh, the scripture tells us uh, from Isaiah also. So here we have uh, then in verse 10, the lawgiver uh, from uh, until Shiloh come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be, binding his foal unto the vine, his ass's colt unto the choice vine, He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. And these uh, words, when we just read them from Genesis, they're just strange words, aren't they? They are words which, well, what do they actually mean? He binds his foal unto the vine. Well, who would bind anything to a vine? A vine has no strength to bind it to an oak tree or to some other kind of a tree, we might understand, but to a vine? Uh, surely the scripture tells us he wouldn't even take a piece of a vine to make a peg to hang a coat on, let alone to, to bind an ass's colt to the vine. Uh, and he washed his garments in wine, and so on. And when we speak of these things, we see beyond David, we are now seeing to the Lord Jesus Christ, that greater David, That one who is the son of David, who is referred to as the son of David, the one to whom the Lord, that uh, David said, the Lord said unto my Lord. And Jesus asked the question, well, whose son then is he? If David said to his son, my Lord, why does he call him Lord? Jesus asked that exact question. So we see Jesus here. And when we think about the investiture of David coming up to be invested uh, with with the kingship of of, uh, Israel in those days, we see even greater the investiture of the Lord Jesus Christ over the spiritual Israel, over those who know and love the Lord, the elect from the foundation of the world, whether they be of Israel or whether they be of the Gentiles, because there is one fold and one shepherd. And we are all brought in together. He broken down the middle wall of partition between us and made of twain one new man. And so when we consider these words, well, first of all, let's consider Zechariah nine nine, which is a, word, a verse which will be well known to you, where it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Binding his foal unto the vine. His ass is colt unto the choice vine. Here is a, um, a, a synonymous parallelism. Uh, a synonymous parallelism is a, is a um, poetic um, use in in Hebrew where they repeat the same thing twice and uh, so here where it speaks of these words uh, being riding upon an ass and upon a colt the foal of an ass he's not talking about two asses Uh, some uh, foolish atheists seem to think that there is a problem here because did Jesus ride on one of them or on both of them well there weren't two there was only one and the reason even Matthew uses that is because he quotes directly from the Old Testament but there's a significance even to the quote from the Old Testament. It comes back here because here, once again, binding his vole, foal unto the vine, his ass unto the, uh, ass his colt unto the choice vine. And Jesus says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. And, and there is this connection once again with Jesus Christ to that spiritual Israel, to the, to his people, to that body of Christ. Which Jesus is the head and the king. And we see once again how the, that God has brought all of these things together in Christ. And that Christ is the fulfillment of all of the prophecies of the Old Testament. In Matthew then in chapter 21 of verse 5. Matthew quotes the verse from Zechariah saying. Tell ye the daughter of Sion. Behold thy king cometh unto thee meek and sitting upon an ass. And a colt, the foal of an ass. Direct quote. When you read it from, uh, from the other gospel writers, they don't quote uh, the, the, it exactly, but they just speak of the single uh, ass there. So we, we find this connection once again in the prophecy. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Here is David. And of course, it is also in, in Jesus. Jesus is the king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He is our king. And we thank God. That the investiture of David just simply foreshadows what Jesus Christ would do. Then also when we consider these words, it says that he is binding his foal vole, vole unto the vine, his ass is colt unto the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. We read together from Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11. Now, we just uh, turn to it for a moment because uh, it's a fairly uh, lengthy quotation from Revelation 19. More than we could hold in our head from somebody else reading it to us. Revelation 19, And verse 11 And I saw heaven opened, behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written, and no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Just a a comment, his eyes were as a flame of fire. And we might ask the question, what color is fire? Could it be that his eyes were red like fire? And in, in uh, Genesis, that the word that they were red uh, with wine. Uh, then in verse 14, "...the armies which were in heaven followed, upon, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God." And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So again, when we think of this prophecy, what does it say? That his clothes, he washed his garments in wine, his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine, his teeth white with milk. The Lord Jesus Christ, who comes to reign. And here we see David's investiture, but perhaps we see also in a shadow the investiture of the Lord Jesus Christ in that day. And then, secondly, the prophecy accepted, but secondly, the preference acknowledged. When, in, in verse 2, we read, also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou wast he that leddest us out and brought in Israel... And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be ruler over my people Israel. So here again, uh, we have these words both here and in First Chronicles 11 and verse 2. Uh, but when we consider these things, we, we find that they are very similar too. That the Lord Jesus Christ was always the ruler. Uh, we find the Lord Jesus coming up against the rulers who were the rulers of his day, against the Sanhedrin, against the chief priests, against uh, uh, the uh, uh, Pharisees and against the Sadducees. All the rulers of the people were gathered together against Christ. They sought to destroy him. They sought to remove him from amidst amidst the people. And yet in the religious hierarchy, it had always been Christ who had led the people like a flock. It was Jesus Christ who was recognized by those who trusted in Christ and who followed Christ when Jesus said to them, either in the very words or within their heart, follow me. And they, like these people, would say, well, even even when the chief priests and the rulers had the rule over us, even in the Old Testament, in the days of Jeremiah, when For instance, Jeremiah says in chapter two and verse eight, The priests said not, Where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that did not do not profit. But even through all of those times, in the days of Jeremiah, in the days of Isaiah, in the days of Micah, throughout all of these times, we also find that it was God who led his people. And I've said this before when the scriptures are written and just as Jesus when he speaks to the great crowd says to them he that hath ears to hear let him hear when the prophets preached when the prophets prophesied it was God's people who heard them those who were not the Lord's didn't hear them and they were under the judgment of God so it is today. Those who are under the judgment of God, those who refuse Jesus Christ, they don't hear his word. They won't listen to his word. They've already decided perhaps there is no God. They've already decided that scripture might contain some kinds of wisdom here and there, but it's no different than the wisdom that can be found anywhere else. They've already decided that the way of men and the humanism of this day is more important than what the scripture has to say. So they don't listen to what the scripture has to say. It is only... God's people it is those whom God has chosen it is the flock of Israel both of Israel as we know it today and of the Gentiles all of that one flock with one shepherd hear the word of the Lord and in these days they said even when Saul was king it was David who led us out and brought us in and in the days of Jesus when they had other rulers over them and the scribes and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the people who were trusting in Christ, were saying, Well, even when we had them and they were rulers over us, it was always God, it was always Thou, Jesus Christ, who led us out and brought us in. And once again, we recognize the hand of God, the good hand of the Lord upon us. David himself, the psalmist, says, Thou ledest thy people like a flock. By the hand of Moses and Aaron. In Psalm 78 we read, "But made his own people to go forth like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock." And in Psalm 80 and verse one, I think a Psalm of Asaph, "Give ear, O Shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubim, shine forth." He is recognised as being the actual leader. Even though Moses and Aaron were there, in the days of Jesus, they they called upon Moses as being the great one that God had chosen. But even when Moses was there, the psalmist says, it was the Lord who led the people like a flock. And here, when we come to uh, to 2 Samuel chapter 5, what does it say? It says in verse 2 once again, And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people, my margin has, feed as a shepherd, my people Israel. Thou shalt be a captain over Israel. Feed as a shepherd. And Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. And the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Once again, we see this, this wonderful adumbration, this foreshadowing of Jesus Christ, even in the accession to the throne of David and his investiture. One day, we will see Jesus entering in. And we will continue uh, to consider, actually, David's imperative, which was to take the fort of Zion, and we will consider that also. So we see the preference acknowledged, that they preferred Christ, that they desired, they they preferred David, rather. They desired David to be the king over them. These were the words of Abner when he spoke to them and said ye sought for David in times past to be king over you they desired him there is none that seeketh after God no not one except for those whom the Lord has already touched and given them that desire he has worked in them to call them unto himself and then we see finally the providence affirmed the providence affirmed And we read here then uh, that so all the elders of Israel came to king to came to the king to Hebron and King David made a league or confirmed a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel made a league is the English translation here. The same words as confirmed a covenant. And indeed, we, we, we read that in First Chronicles. Uh, For it says there that David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord. They anointed David king over Israel according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. So he makes a covenant. Isn't that what the Lord Jesus Christ has done? Does he not say to us this cup is the new testament or the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. It is a covenant. God has made a covenant covenant. Through Jesus Christ with us. And as we see David makes a covenant with them to be king over Israel. So the Lord Jesus Christ is our king. And a covenant has been made also with us. In verse 12 we find that David uh, perceived that the Lord had established him as a king over Israel. That he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake we can say of jesus christ also that god has established him as king we read together from psalm and chapter, psalms and chapter two uh, or the psalm two yet have i set my king upon my holy hill of zion interesting words remember david is writing these this is the first time in the scripture that zion is mentioned uh, we have heard of jerusalem before and the king of jerusalem adonai Bezek, But we have never heard of Zion before. Zion, it seems, was the fortress. Zion was the stronghold at Jerusalem. And uh, Zion was the place that David was to overcome and to defeat. And yet this prophecy concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, which again is quoted uh, in the New Testament, it says in verse 6, "'Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion.'" I will declare the decree, the Lord said unto me, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now therefore, O ye kings, be instructed ye judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. This is not speaking of David, because all of the earth was not brought, uh, the uttermost parts of the earth were not David's possession. But the uttermost parts of the earth are Christ's possession. And the gospel has gone forth. Remember, he said to his disciples, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The Lord will give the uttermost parts of the earth for his possession. And there will be those, of course, who are his people, who have kissed the Son, those who have loved the Lord and trusted in the Lord. But the time will come when Jesus Christ is enthroned and all eyes will see him, and every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. That day is coming. And here, as we see David brought to the throne of Israel. So perhaps we can see through it, through its mists, the Lord Jesus Christ becoming king over all things in such a way as all will see him. Of course, we could say that David was already king. He had been anointed, hadn't he, a long time before. He had been anointed by Samuel. He had been anointed king then. And yet he hadn't taken his kingdom for uh, many years uh, I don't know how many years the scripture doesn't tell us how many years he was being uh, followed by Saul the New Testament tells us that Saul uh, reigned for 40 years and David was 30 years old when he began to reign so perhaps it had been for some 15 years or so maybe it was less than that could have been uh, 12 or even uh, just 10 years that David was uh, uh, running from the from the face of Saul But nevertheless, he was king. He had been anointed already. And we see see not yet all things put under his feet. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 2 tells us this. We see not yet all things put under his feet, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Jesus Christ is coming. Jesus Christ will rule. Jesus Christ is the true David who is foreshadowed here the David that brings us all into the presence of God. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 23, this second psalm is uh, quoted, and we read there, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which made heaven and earth and the sea And all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage, and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, And the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. Isn't that a great parallel to David's life? How that David saw so much opposition and yet finally he is enthroned and the people are drawn to him. Oh, we have chosen a right path. You have chosen a right path. The Lord has called you to a right path. If you are a follower of Christ. For those who have rejected him. Will fall. And he will rule. One way. Or another. In your heart. He will rule. As. That great king. Who is able to destroy the enemies of the, Of God and the enemies of the gospel. Or he will rule. As the beloved king. As David was. Certainly. At this time. May the Lord bless us as we seek to follow King Jesus and as we seek to glorify his name and say, yes, Lord, come, even so come, Lord Jesus.